Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhary. I can't wait to talk to today's podcast episode. Episode number 210, we have a special guest, Byron Morrison. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Byron the topic of preparing for unexpected. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Hi Byron, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to speak to you today. Yeah, same here. I'm super excited to have a conversation with you. And yeah, we have a like interesting topic to talk about, which is preparing for unexpected us Like we always expect for the best to happen, but we never expect for like a well, disaster can go and things can go wrong. So yeah, before we uh, jump into that, I'd love to know more about yourself. How did you become an entrepreneur and your journey started? So as you said at the beginning, my name is Byron Morrison. I'm the author of the book, Maybe You Should Give Up. And over the last decade, I've worked with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in 15 different countries to really help them take control of their life and business. So everything I've been doing, whether it's through my books, my courses, or my coaching, it's been all about helping people take control of their lives. And that's why I'm really excited to be here to dive into this more with you. Yeah, sure. So how long have you uh, started the business journey then? So I started about 10 years ago and right. I re- I grew my first business. Um, after my um, dad's cancer, I went on this journey of transformation. I yeah. released my first best-selling book and we started a business helping people around the world really get their health under control. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I, to be honest, was completely in over my head. While I was great at what I did, no one had prepared me for what it takes to run and grow a company. So I didn't know how to manage a team. I didn't know how to deal with all of these different demands. I was under so much stress and pressure that it just pushed me to my absolute limit. And that was really where I just became so burnt out by all of the problems in life that I reached a point that I was like, do you know what? I have to change this because it's not yeah. sustainable. So I eventually kind of got my own life on track, learned everything I could about psychology, high performance, mindset, and then eventually pivoted my business to what I'm doing today, really helping people deal with the pressures that come with growth. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So, uh, yeah, we before the call, we talked about a few weeks back about preparing for unexpected, the topic we'd love to uh, talk on the show. So why preparing for the unexpected? Isn't a, most of us like a thought, like a preparing for expected things to go for? So the whole preparing for the unexpected philosophy that I really see it is a lot of the time people build up problems in their own head. Mm. So they catastrophize and they build up this huge ordeal that then a lot of the time doesn't even happen. So you put yourself through all of the stress and overwhelm. And one of my favorite sayings is if you stress about something before it happens, you essentially put yourself through it twice. And that's why for me, if you really want to feel more in control, you have to start breaking down these scenarios and really understanding what's going on here. Because a lot of the time you're unconscious or just focus on this huge ordeal that isn't even going to happen. So then you've really got to put into perspective of what else haven't you factored in? How else could this play out? What other avenues haven't you looked at? And even if it does go wrong, is it really the end of the world like you're building up in your head? Because a lot of the time it's nowhere close to that. But if you just keep focusing on what you think and convince yourself is going to happen, it's this roller coaster ride of emotion. So a lot of the time it's just unnecessary that we put ourselves through. Yeah. Yeah, that is important. At the same time, like if you, uh, preparing for unexpected isn't it like a, we are preparing for unexpected things to happen right rather than positive we are more like a negative don't you think yeah a lot of the time as well like yeah. we we focus on the wrong things 
and then we put ourselves through so many different situations and headspace that yeah. it's just taking us away from being happy and present in the moment. So yeah, uh, I, I found out like uh, having, I've, I've been the part like uh, always thinking about what worse can go, go wrong, what things can go wrong. And I, always focusing on unexpected events rather than expected like things to go right way. So that actually happens is with my brain. Like uh, when I think about the negative stuff is eventually happening negative to me rather than positive stuff. When I'm focusing on a positive aspect of it and seeing like a positive results coming out. So how do you stay balanced between both? Like where we stay positive on a certain uh, outcome, like we started a business we can expect like uh, having uh, revenue on the first year, probably 100,000, 200,000, 250, whatever the number is. In the same time, we can expect like our business can go out of business in the first year or two. This is like a normal in the business world, you know, like 95% of business out of business in first two years. So how we can have like a balance of both. So where we can be positive and at the same time, we can figure out like what things can go wrong and we can plan it out and for future. So in future, like we would have to go through like them unexpected events. So for me, it's all about focusing on what you can control. Yeah. There's a lot of the time, like you said, when you focus on the negatives, then negative stuff happens. Yeah. And that's because people aren't aware that they can be their own worst enemy, where when they focus on something, they convince themselves that's the way it's going to play out. And then their mm -hmm. actions, their behaviors, and the way they approach it comes into alignment. And it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's yeah. like, let's say you need to do a big board presentation or pitch meeting for an investor or whatever it is. If you're building it up in your mind in advance that you're going to be really anxious, you're going to stumble your words, you're not going to perform properly, your energy then flows in that direction. That's mm -hmm. how you show up. And then that's the way you perform. And then afterwards, you convince yourself, oh, I knew that was going to happen. And then you just makes it worse the next time. So this is where we, a lot of the time we self-sabotage ourselves because we're focusing on the wrong things. And that's why for me, going back to the whole growth of running a business, you've got to focus on what can you control? What are the actions you need to take? They're going to move you forward. And then when things do go wrong, because as I'm sure you're aware, like when you're running and growing a business, there are times when you can do everything right and you can still come up short and you can put, take the right actions, put in the work and you can still not get the results you want. So yeah. it's really when that happens, going into the mentality of what can you learn from this? Because every failure, when you reframe it in your own mind, it's actually it's just a stepping stone. That's how you can figure what not to do the next time. But mm -hmm. it's where people really get in trouble here is they put all their expectations on, okay, once I do this, this is the result that's going to happen. Yeah. Something else happens, it's unexpected, and that's where they start to spiral into self-doubt and negativity. So it's always looking at the present rather than the past. And be like, yeah. okay, how do I grow from this? How do I move through it and actually carry on? So basically trying to say like a focusing on like what you can control rather than what you can't control. The results is not in your hand. Like uh, things where I can make that make or changes like a decision you make today for like a future for your company. This is what you control. So other than that, like you shouldn't worry about that much, right? Yeah, a perfect example could be, let's say part of growing your business um, yeah. with generating new clients is um, reaching out to potential customers. Well, you can't control how many of them are going to say yes and sign up to you. Yeah. So the more you pressure that, the more you're going to get stuck in your own head. What you can control, though, is how many people do you reach out to? How much 
research do you put into it to connect with them and build a relationship? How do you really go the extra mile so that they then connect with you and want to do business? So you can then start focusing on what are the actions you can do that are going to set you up for success. Whereas a lot of people just focus on the things they can't control. And that's why they then don't get the results they want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with you. So my next question will be like, how do we have that kind of mindset? Like, obviously you change your mindset and I love to know more about like a lot of people, they say like, oh, it's so easy to say, like when I actually am implementing it, it's not the way I think, like I always think about like things I can control and I'm blame on it. So I seen it like one of the video on a psychologist and he mentioned like how our brain spikes up. Like if you are looking for something like a big win on business, sports or anything in a relationship that we stay from one or one day or two day, our, uh, good mood spike top stays for like a day or two like if something bad happens it stays for a week or months because of the bad loss we had the relationship or little argument we had so how do you stay positive in like a, the negative world of our environment because our brain is designed negative way and a lot of people don't know how to get out of it so what uh, do you use in terms of like a stay positive or like just focusing on like why you can control I think this is where it's so important that you're clear first on your goals and what you're trying to achieve. And mm -hmm. then you're regularly taking time to go back to it and revisit it. Because a lot of people, they lose sight of why they began in the first place. Well, they get so pulled into the stress of everyday life that they're just trying to get through the day and everything's just negative and coming down around them. And this is why I'm such a big advocate that if you want to work on your mindset, every single day, you need to start your day by thinking about, okay, what do I want to accomplish? What are the things I need to move forward? And how do I need to show up to make it happen? Because if you've always got your goals top of mind and what you're trying to work on, it becomes so much easier to follow through rather than trying to rely on willpower, motivation, your why and your reason to do it has to become bigger than your reasons not to. And this is why from a mindset standpoint, you have to know on a deeper level, what is the purpose behind what you're doing? What is something bigger than the challenges and the setbacks and everything you're going through? Because otherwise, if you don't know that, you're going to keep facing adversity and it's going to keep knocking you down. So you've really got to understand, okay, what's going to help you pick yourself up? You need something bigger than yourself, whether that's an impact, helping people, wanting to create a life of freedom for your family, whatever it is, something that internally is driving you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm really curious to know about like your book because everyone says like never give up, never give up, all motivation speakers and everyone. And you come up with the, like a book, uh, why you should give up. So I love to know more little background of it. Like why should we give up and when to give yes. up? So the reason why I chose to call the book, maybe you should give up is at first glance, it sounds really negative. There's all of the self-help and personal development is never quit, keep yeah. pushing, keep hustling and grinding. And as I was going through my own journey of transformation, I realized that a lot of the time, the reason why I was stuck was I was trying the same thing over and over again, hoping for different results. I was mm -hmm. trying to force myself to keep pushing and hoping it would eventually work out. And that's when I really started to see that if you look at the most successful people of all time, they give up all the time. They give up on strategies that aren't working. They give up on caring what other people think. They give up on all of their fears or reasons why it can't be done. And ultimately, that's why I found that giving up is the secret to success. Because yeah. a lot of people get stuck in their own head. I was talking to a client about this yesterday where he's thinking of pivoting his business to do something else, but he's got this fear. He's like, 
I don't want people to see that I'm giving up and trying something new. I'm like, you're not giving like quitting because you failed. It's something you don't want to do anymore. So you have to give up on trying to force that to set yourself up for what's next. Yeah. And that's why the book at first glance, it sounds really negative. It sounds like, oh, it's all about giving up. But actually, it's a book about positivity. It's about giving up on everything that's stopping you from taking control of the happiness and life that you want. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I remember I started a first business was like a takeaway business in the food food chain. I run that for three and a half years. After running it, then I realized this is not something I want to do for the rest of my life. Because we, as an entrepreneur, we have so many ideas on my, our head. Until we execute it, we don't know. Do we actually enjoy that thing like we say we do until we actually try it? So after trying it three and a half years, uh, I realized this is not something I want to do forever. So I needed to make change. Then I started my agency and I love that it's been over five years now we're running it. So yeah, if I didn't give up on that, like I wouldn't be where I am today. My business wasn't scalable to seven figure and I wouldn't get the time freedom, location freedom like how I have right now. And we actually, we have to give up in order to do that. I was in a teaching career. I was a primary school teacher. Did that for six months. Then I realized this is not something I want to do. I don't want to be told off. I don't want to be like follow through all of them curriculum and everything. This is not something like I want to do forever. So I had yeah. to quit that as well. So yeah. I, I love that. And that's why it's such a powerful message for me because so many people I speak to, the biggest thing holding them back from the life that they want is that voice in the back of their head, yeah. whether they're being controlled by fear of failure and rejection, whether it's comparing themselves to everyone else, whether it's being too hard on themselves or focusing on the future and problems that haven't happened yet. Yeah. It's all of these mental blocks that keep us stuck and cause us to sabotage ourselves. That's why the book is ultimately taking someone through seven different areas that they need to give up on to get out their own way so they mm -hmm. can take control of their life. And I get to such an empowering thought of letting go of these things that are weighing you down so that you can actually start moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Can you give us like a couple of uh, tips on that? Like uh, when someone should know like uh, they need to quit the thing like they're having or they're not enjoying anymore and probably going to shift to something else? A lot of the time, it's when you're feeling internal resistance. So let's say, for example, you want to go start a new business or you want to take a new avenue in your business, whatever it is, and you've got a fear there that you're going to fail or you've got a fear that you're not going to be good enough or that people are going to judge you or you're going to get re rejected. You need to really figure out what's holding you back mm. because something on a deeper level is stopping you from taking the actions you need to take. So it's all about rather than just getting caught up in your head, you have to take a step back and be like, why am I not following through here? What is it that is, am I holding on to that it's stopping me from moving forward? Because a lot of the time we just get so pulled into the moment that we don't realize what's actually getting in the way. So it's really dependent on the individual, but it's just figuring out, okay, what is the life that you want? And then what are the things in the way that are stopping you? Why are you making excuses? Why are you convincing yourself it can't be done? Or why are you just avoiding the things that you know you need to do? Figure that out. And then it becomes so much easier to work through them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Byron. So we are coming to the end of this podcast. It's been a great pleasure having you on the show. So those who's uh, listening, if anyone wants to learn more about you, your book, where's the best place to find it all? So the best place is check out my website, byronmorrison.com. And maybe you should give up is available to order anywhere now. 
And if you pre, if you order a copy from Waterstones or Barnes and Noble, what I'm doing for anyone who grabs a copy is take a screenshot of the receipt and send me an email at Byron at byronmorrison.com. And I'll send you access to one of my time management and productivity courses, which usually sells for $297. So I'm just doing that as a thank you for anyone who pre-orders from Barnes and Noble or Waterstones. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So that's it. Uh, so Byron, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's been a great pleasure having you and I had a great conversation with you. So I wish you best of luck with your business in your book. So you have a wonderful new year and thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the pleasure was mine. Thank you. That's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. Those who are interested in buying the Byron's book, go check out on Amazon or in the book marketplace. And yeah, you can reach out to him via his website. So until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.